from Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. This is Sportsbook with Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds on 760 WJR. Coming to you from the new Ascend Sportsbook inside Soaring Eagle Casino. Now here are Steve and Jamie. Oh, I got to tell you, this is something special. How you doing? I'm doing great. I love Soaring Eagle Casino. I know. <laughs> I know you do. For reasons we may or may not get into as this program unfolds. Uh, yes, it is a very special edition of the WJR Sportsbook. Uh, so happy to have you here with us because uh, here in Mount Pleasant, there is cause for celebration. Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort had the ribbon cutting on their brand new sportsbook known as Ascend Today. Various dignitaries assembled for the ribbon cutting, and uh, we will be joined by some of those coming up in just a bit. All I can tell you is we will have members of the Michigan State 2000 National Championship team on hand. How about that? Yes, we won't say who. In television, we call that a tease. Is it the same for radio? Yes, I believe it is. <laughs> and if it's not, it is now. Uh, we are taking you up to Championship Monday night. Of course, number one seed, Kansas. Number eight seed, North Carolina. They're going to be getting together. Uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, North Carolina ends the illustrious career of Mike Krzyzewski Saturday night in New Orleans, 81-77. Yes, I was torn. I know. You wanted Coach K to, what, end it all on top. I did. I didn't have those same aspirations. I enjoy an underdog, and I really enjoyed North Carolina pulling it out at the end. Well, it was the classic that we knew it had the potential to be. Again, 81-77, the final. Um, Mike Krzyzewski leaves us. Five national titles. Uh, how about the guy taking over? Is there a little bit of expectation there? 34-year-old John Shire. Uh, he won an NCAA championship as a Duke player in 2010. He was an assistant coach when they won it in 2015. 34 years old. So that seems super young to me to take over this program. But when you think about Hubert Davis, first year, no wow. problem. Easy. Yeah. This uh, NCAA thing is easy. Right. So. But getting back to uh, the new Duke guy, I was still reading comic books when I was 34. <laughs> and here this guy is running like a major program. What's going on? What was I doing at 34? I was, I was <laughs> at uh, Channel 4. So not comic books, but certainly not the leader of a program. Well, whatever the case may be, uh, looking forward to the uh, tilt tonight, uh, you mentioned Hubert Davis. Uh, he has this North Carolina team, again, an eight seed, playing with a boatload of confidence. Let me put it to you this way. Uh, as the number eight seed, should they go on to beat Kansas tonight, they become only the second eight seed to win the tournament. The other you go back to 1985, the Villanova Wildcats, which pulled off quite the stunner. They shot 79% in what was referred to as the perfect game. 66-64, they knock off the heavily favored Georgetown Hoyas. But some people are saying, is UNC really an eight seed? You know what I mean? Like, I know they are technically, but, and they were a bubble team at one point, but they're just they not were. playing like an eight seed. What, three weeks ago they were a bubble team. Right. And nobody really knew. But, you know, here's the deal on uh, the Tar Heels. Uh, they have won 10 of their last 11. And in that span, 
They have knocked off Duke twice. Many are under the impression if they didn't beat Duke in uh, Coach Cameron. K's final home game at Cameron Indoor that they wouldn't have gotten in, that that was the deciding factor. Yeah, I could see that for sure. But how about UNC knocking off Duke, ruining that final farewell at Cameron Indoor, and then coming to the tournament and doing it again? It's amazing. Well, you know, here's the deal, though. When you take a look at Kansas, they're a number one seed for a reason. As a matter of fact, obviously the lone number one seed for a while in this year's tournament. And they are deep. And there's not too, too many weaknesses. As a matter of fact, you go back to the 2020 season. Remember, Kansas was 28-3, and three, obviously on their way to receiving that bid to be the top overall seed. But then stupid COVID uh, squalched the entire tournament. From that team, though, and it was pretty darn good, seven are on this team. Goes to show you the uh, elder statesmen they have, and they're all good. Yeah, the experience. They can score from anywhere. They can beat you in a number of different ways. And you talk about their offense a lot. Their defense won them a couple games in this tournament as well. Uh, Some players to watch as uh, this thing unfolds. Uh, Obviously, Caleb Love, uh, so impressive uh, in that win over Duke. Uh, As a matter of fact, had the uh, dagger three-pointer there. You know, it's funny. He entertained ideas of going to the NBA a year ago. And, you know, they do that study, and they're going to come back and tell you where they think you're going to go. He wasn't impressed, so he stuck around. Uh, Same thing with Ochai Agbaji from uh, Kansas. Uh, He entertained ideas of the NBA, and he comes back in a position to win a championship. He can't beat it. This is why they came back for this very moment, for tonight, for this game. Um, Caleb Love was amazing. 28 points against Duke. And he's had multiple games where he's had, you know, so many points. And he also had six points all by himself down the stretch to beat Duke. He's good. He could be a difference maker. You know, these two teams, you know, obviously Bill Self has uh, been at Kansas for a long time. He's gotten, you know, raised an eyebrow or two for this, that, and the other thing along the way. Um, But he is, uh, you know, a perennial power. There's no question about it. Davis, in his first year on that North Carolina bench. He also has a memory. You see, he played for the Tar Heels when they lost to Kansas in a 79-73 heartbreaker, that in the 1991 National Semifinals. It's funny how this game of college basketball is so connected. Like cyclical and comes back in different ways, yeah. But, uh, you know, you talk about, you know, this Kansas team, and, you know, we go back to Igbaji averaging 18.9 points per game. And uh, he is going to have, um, I think, a say uh, in this tilt because I just don't know if North Carolina is going to be able to shut him down. Uh, By the way, the top eight scorers on the Jayhawks have appeared in a mind-boggling 973 collegiate games, including the 81-65 beatdown on Villanova Saturday in the semifinal. So if you're looking for a weakness as far as Kansas goes, the only thing I can come up with, I think they're 179th in defensive rebounding. (laughs) And it doesn't seem to have slowed them down really. No, I think they've won 10 straight games. I mean, they shot 54% from three, 53.7% from the field in the last game. And they've had five tournament games shooting at least 50%. So I don't know what's going to stop them tonight. Well, you know, we can sit here 
Jamie, and we can talk stats and numbers and this and that all night long, but if there's one thing I know about the tournament, you don't know. Right. You really don't. Right now, as it stands, since we're right outside Ascend Sportsbook here at the fabulous Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, Kansas is favored by a mere four points. So maybe they don't know what's going to happen either. Not Ascend, but the bookmaker. Well, it's, it's just too close to call right. because it's all emotion. Right. Especially in college basketball. Maybe well, not so much in the NBA. You can pick easier. But college basketball is just something else. Well, they've always said, never underestimate the emotions of an 18-, 19-year-old kid. Because, right. you know, look, I know, you know, for a fact, uh, Hubert Davis addressing his team in the next few minutes. He's going to tell him, look, you have nothing to lose. You're an eight seed. Right. You've made it this far. You don't have to be the best team in the tournament. You just have to be better tonight. Well, speaking of tonight, uh, again, we are so very happy that Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort is now the presenting sponsor of the WJR Sportsbook. And uh, we have some very special guests with us here. Jeff Marcero, who... I've worked with him forever and ever and ever, and I still am not sure exactly what it is he does. <laughs> it's you know he dresses nice. It's got to be, it's got to be something of responsibility. He's joining us tonight. Uh, Ava Demanja from our fine WJR sales department is here. She's had a hand in the festivities tonight. Uh, we've had Nick Roddy back on the scene as our producer. Back from basketball. Two weeks in a row, Steve, for those keeping. Uh, Ooh, count. boy, that's a record, isn't it there, Nick? Not quite. Watch yourself. Almost. <laughs> Get a reputation. <laughs> Two in a row. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Ray Templin uh, is our on-site engineer doing a fine job as always. On-site. And back at the Golden Tower, the blowtorch, Blake. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Blake, who must be thrilled Coach K's career is done. It's a real shame, isn't it, that no, he had you know, to listen, lose to his rival? Listen, it's a hate-free zone. You know, it just happened a couple days ago. Can, can you just let it go for a second? Real shame. There wasn't one part of you, Blake, that was rooting for a storybook ending. <laughs> yeah, I got a storybook ending. Coach K lost his last game to his biggest rival. What's a better story than that? Well, for the second time in... Not a, not a long span of time there, my friend. It was beautiful. Yeah. Who you, who you got tonight? I have Kansas in the over. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, now for you listeners who are looking to make a wager, take what Blake just said and reverse it. Definitely. <laughs> Parlay it, reverse it, do the whole thing. That's uh, pretty much the uh, rule of thumb. Uh, all right, Blake. Hey, did you miss me today? I did. I really did. I'm so happy uh, Mitch is back amongst us. That's awesome. All right there, Blaker. Uh, checking with you in just a bit. Meanwhile, uh, we continue uh, this first ever broadcast from Ascent, the sportsbook here at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. We've got special dignitaries coming your way. Leave it here on 760 WJR. Welcome back to Sportsbook on WJR. Direct from the new Ascend Sportsbook inside the Soaring Eagle Casino. Once again from Ascend Sportsbook inside Soaring Eagle Casino, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. And to help christen this beautiful room known as Ascend, the Sportsbook, here at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, uh, they brought in some heavyweights 22 years ago. Has it been that long? It sure has. Michigan State, 
the Spartans, your national champions, under the watchful eye of Magnum T.I. Tom Izzo. Uh, in the building right now, uh, Morris Peterson, Mateen Cleaves, Charlie Bell, Antonio Smith, members of that team. They're busy right now, Jamie, but they're supposed to make time for us here. Well, look. The Ascend Sportsbook has just opened. There are a lot of things to do, a lot of people to meet. Oh, yeah. And I can see them right now. I can see Mateen Cleves talking, so we're going to try and get him over here. Well, uh, I know him, and I'll take it as a personal affront. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's take a look at some various and sundry, shall we? Uh, Mavericks, they will be at Little Caesars Arena, 7 o'clock on Wednesday night to take on the Pistons. The Pistons are 23 and 56, but listen, there's reason to be excited about this ball club, Jamie, and we've been talking about this for a while. Uh, they beat the Pacers 121-117 on the road last night. They have now won three in a row, and they have three games left. So, you know, I think they're probably a little anxious after this season to, well, get it over with. But that being said, you know, if you're going to go down, go down swinging. Well, I'm sure some people aren't happy they've won three games in a row. (laughs) But the players on the court want to win. They go out there to win. I mean, they signed this new guy, Edwards. They put him out there. He hasn't even practiced with the team. No. (laughs) So it's not like they're, I don't know, game planning. But they're still winning. You're absolutely right. Uh, You know, some folks, diehard Pistons fans are saying, what are you winning for? You're costing yourself draft position. These players, and you can say anything you want in any of the four majors, they don't care where they draft. The object for them is to win as many games as possible. And as I mentioned, at 23 and 56, I'm sure the Pistons wish they won a few more. So uh, they just want to win. Sadiq Bey had 31 points. He would have had more, but they benched him. That dude has been nothing but impressive. Yeah. The way he goes about his business. You really never hear anything about the dude. He just plays and plays well. Uh, that makes me excited. Another top pick makes me excited with Cade Cunningham. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, they will have a test again, 7 o'clock Wednesday night, LCA. The Mavericks come in 49-30. and 30. That is good enough for fourth in the Western Conference. The Red Wings. The Red Wings. Um, the Red Wings. They will play host to the Baston Bruins, 7.30 tomorrow night at the aforementioned LCA. Uh, Red Wings coming off home and away losses to those Ottawa Senators. As a matter of fact, the Red Wings in yet another tailspin. They have lost six in a row, uh, including, um, well, it doesn't matter. (laughs) The Senators are not that good, and they lost to them twice in a row. Same score, 5-2. And they've got 13 games left. And right now, uh, what we're seeing intensify is the conversation about Jeff Blaschel. Yeah. That seat's getting hotter. And I think when you lose 11-2, to two, it gets even hotter. Well, they've had some horrific losses. And, uh, you know, the ironic thing is, when you look back on this season, they were so competitive at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, up until the All-Star break, you know, they were still in wild card conversation. And then all of a sudden, somebody opened the trap door and boom. Yeah. And so, they, the so then they traded people away. So that makes them, you know, even worse heading down the stretch. It will be interesting to see uh, the way Stevie Y goes on, on Jeff Lashell. I think, I think, well, I don't know, but just from what I've heard Steve say that, you know, he likes Jeff. 
he understands probably the situation that this organization is in right now, or I'm sorry, if you Canadians, organization. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I think they're going to make a change. That's just my hunch. I have no idea that Steve Eiserman hasn't called me, but it just feels like sometimes in hockey, coaches can get stale and you need a switch, even if it's not entirely his fault. Well, it's not Mike Babcock we're talking about here. Right. I think the players respect Jeff Blaschel because I think he's a very good hockey guy. Right. I agree. Um, but, you know, it all depends on, you know, what Stevie Arzeman thinks. You know, he's assembling this team. Is Jeff Blaschel the guy to get them to the next level? And uh, if not, the change is made. My hunch is a change will be made in the offseason. Uh, Tigers. They beat the Toronto Blue Jays in Lakeland 4-2 today. Uh, there are two, just two, Grapefruit League games left. The Tigers, in case you're wondering, they are 6-9 and nine now in Grapefruit League play. And this all leads up to opening day Friday. 1-10 at the old ball yard against those Chicago White Sox. And the forecast? Ooh. <laughs> Rain, cold, a typical opening day, I would say. Cloudy with showers, a high, a high of 49 degrees. But the heat, Steve, will be on the field with Spencer Torkelson at first base. You see, Miggy, uh, Miggy just can't say enough about Spencer Torkelson. Says this kid has the potential to be the it guy. Miggy said it from the beginning. I don't care if I'm DH or what if Spencer Torkelson makes the team. And then if you probably heard by now over the weekend, they tell Spencer, they bring him into the basically principal's office. He doesn't know what's going on. And then Miggy's there presenting him with a first base glove. Like, I like that. Well, I, I, I'm excited for this Tiger season. I am. I can't wait for a sunny 80-degree day going down to the ball yard, having a cold beer. And just taking it all in. I believe in A.J. Hinch. Yes. Am I naive? No. He's got it. He's got it. And I'm very excited that the Tigers got him. Well, I, I loved watching him manage last year. 77 wins. Um, with that roster. With that roster. And the roster certainly has been tweaked. Uh, some additional arms. And I think you've got a pretty darn good uh, Tiger pitching rotation. And I love Javier Baez at short. I can't wait to see that. Um, you bring in Barnhart from Cincinnati behind the plate. And I, I don't know what the plan is uh, for my former Falcon, Eric Haas. I think they'll use him. Yeah. Sporadically, whenever Barnhart needs some time off. Or yeah, whatever. he played some right field last year. Uh, he's uh, He can uh, put him really anywhere and feel good about it. So uh, we'll see. Um, but it's going to be a heck of a deal. Speaking um, of Tiger, though. Yes. There's oh. more Tiger news. I see where you're going. Huh? Segway. <laughs> Masters week. For sure. Augusta. Uh, Tiger Woods still considering himself a game time decision. Okay. But here's what I heard driving up here to the wonderful Soaring Eagle Casino. Tiger Woods took his plane to Augusta. You know, he could have, you know, taken a plane that no one knows what the flight plan is all that stuff but he took his plane to practice a week ago i think he's gearing people up because he is going to play and now he's there today practice round it looked like a sunday did you see it today the crowd was huge oh yeah well that's tiger man and in case you're wondering 
you know, with this game time decision thing, the Masters does not have a firm deadline to commit to or withdraw from the tournament, giving Woods until his Thursday tee time to make a final decision. Woods, by the way, is scheduled among the Masters pre-tournament news conferences for 11 a.m. That would be tomorrow. I think that might be a hot ticket, that press conference. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, If he's behind that mic, and he's the only one that knows, does he say, hey, I'm I'm still game time. I I don't know how this is going to go. I'm going to get a couple more rounds in. Or does he say, yeah, right now I'm planning on playing. And if he does, that media center is going to explode. I think he says he's playing tomorrow. I think he he built it to this point and he's going to bring the house down. Well, it would and this is where uh, the plot thickens perhaps a bit even more. Uh, this would not be the first time that Tiger has returned to professional golf at Augusta National after a long layoff. Mm-hmm. After enduring multiple knee and back surgeries, Woods won the 2019 Masters first, first major championship in 11 years. That, Jamie, was a spe- – I, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Me too, I cried. I mean, you cried? I did cry. When he hugged Charlie at the end, I just – I love Tiger. I'm a huge Tiger Woods fan. I want this comeback to happen. Well, uh, hopefully it will because that, you talk about must-see TV. Holy oh mackerel. Our dignitaries are assembling. So let's take a break and come back with all the excitement. That is the grand opening of the Ascend Sportsbook here at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's all part of the WJR Sportsbook. Welcome back to Sportsbook on WJR. Direct from the new Ascend Sportsbook inside the Soaring Eagle Casino. Once again, from Ascend Sportsbook inside Soaring Eagle Casino, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Well, as you can imagine, in an event like this, you get uh, dignitaries from all over the place. And it is certainly the case as we celebrate the grand opening of Ascend Sportsbook here at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. And we also take you up to the NCAA championship game, number one seeded Kansas, number eight North Carolina. More on that in just a bit. Meanwhile, hard to believe it's already been 22 years since Magnum <laughs> T.I., Tom Izzo, and the Spartans cut down the Nets. National champions in that win over those Florida Gators. A couple of very important pieces. The dignitaries the, are here. In full effect. <laughs> There's no question. And they both look like they can still play. Mo Peterson, Mateen Cleves joining us here. How are you, fellas? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Thank you. Good. Yeah, you both look like you can still play. What the hell? Man. <laughs> right. On looks, my side, looks are deceiving. deceiving. <laughs> now Mo Pete can still play. I can't play anymore. Man. I can give you like four minutes each half. Nothing more. Now, take us inside the prospective locker rooms. You know, Kansas, North Carolina, worldwide audience. You all have been there. Um, was it a different feeling looking back on it? Mo, we'll start with you. Get your thoughts. It had to be something else. Well, you know what? This is something that, um, you know, we all dream of. You know, we always, you know, growing up as a kid, I'm thinking, you know, I'm counting down three, two, one. This is national, for the national championship, you know, um, having a dream. So when you look at those guys in the locker room right now, they were having those same dreams on, on both sides of, of doing something special and winning the national championship. And um, 
I just I just remember that night, you know, looking at looking at um you know Martin, Charlie, you know all the guys, and we just they had that look in their eyes, you know, saying that the job wasn't done. You know, we are gonna get this all the hard work, all the blood, sweat, and tears from from uh you know all, getting tired of scrimmaging each other in practice. Like man, we need to play somebody else. Man, I'm tired of running up and down the court. <laughs> you know, with Mo and, and, and Tone and all those guys, man. Let us, so when we played against somebody else, we were just so happy because Coach had us beating each other up <laughs> every day in practice. And, you know, we, we just wanted to leave it all on the floor. You know, that was my thing. Um, like, you, like I said, all the years, all the sweat, blood, and tears of just leaving it on the floor and, and looking back and saying I left everything on there and I did everything I could. Yeah. You know. My question would be how does a national championship change your life? Oh, man, instantly. I mean, you go from, I mean, as soon as that clock run off, I mean, people you are, people know you, man, forever. You know, I mean, as a kid, I know I never missed a um, Final Four or one shiny moment. You know, we used to sit there and watch the game, and then we wouldn't go to bed until one shiny moment went off. And, I mean, you, you're, you're a household name, you know, when you win a national championship. And for me, <clears throat> It's, it, it hasn't slowed down. I remember Magic Johnson telling me that night, uh, you won't appreciate this till you get older. And he was 100% right. Um, so, like, in, I don't, people probably can't tell you one team I played for in the NBA, <laughs> <laughs> but they can tell you about that national Basketball championship right game. Yeah, you know, they can. So, you know, playing in the Final Four, when you win a national championship, like you said, it, it's definitely life changing. It is. Being around Spartan athletics for the better part of the last 15 years, I know this. Once you become a Spartan, you're a Spartan for life. And, oh, yeah. you know, Especially we certainly, in the basketball program. Well, and Those there's no, back. no doubt about it. And, and it all comes down to the guy that just finished his 27th <coughs> season, Tom Izzo. I want to get your thoughts on the Hall of Famer and what he has been able to accomplish. Winning the national championship with y'all, but then being so competitive with Final Fours and everything to follow. And I know... Uh, he has got another national championship in him before all is said and done. Mo, when you look back on the relationship you have still with Tom Izzo, what makes him so special? You know what? I, I am so thankful for Coach Izzo uh, believing in me. And uh, the, the days that I <laughs> was missing class or didn't want to go as hard in practice or when we talked on stage about, um, you know, my defense, you know, helping transcend my game, you know, him seeing something in me. And um, – and just never let me settle. You know, he had, like I said, he had this saying called, don't get fat and sassy. Don't rest on your success or your laurels. And I still use that today in everything that I'm doing in life, you know. So he taught me a lot of things, not only on the court, but um, that transcends off the court. And I'm still learning from him. You know, I can always call sure. him and ask him for advice. Uh, his door is always open. You know, we, you know, we always go back for the alumni uh, alumni stuff. And we're still close, close with the program. And, you know, coach is like a father to me. And without him, man, I wouldn't be the player that I am, that I was, or the person, you know. And he never let me settle. You know, I've seen some Michigan State football with you, Mateen, on the sidelines there, and Mel Tucker doing a fine job. But, you know, the one thing you see is Tom Izzo, he can't take 10 steps on that sideline without being stopped for an autograph, a picture. And you know what? He does it each and every time, and I know he's impacted your life. 100%. And um, that's something I, I learned from him, you know, when we were in school. I mean, he'd always take the time and talk to people and not 
your traditional, you know, sign an autograph and not look at the person. And, I mean, he would engage with them, talk to them, ask questions about them, made them feel special. And for us, like for me, Coach Izzo, I knew he cared about me. And people around the country probably say, why do kids keep going to this school to get screamed at? You know? <laughs> but what it is, man, this guy really genuinely care about you. And, and that's his secret sauce. I mean, the basket, he, knows, he knows basketball in and out. But his secret sauce is his care for his players. And we all know he cared for us. And, and, and in return, we would all run through a brick wall for him because we know he had our back. I just love Tom Izzo and how emotional he is, and he doesn't care if he cries or whatever. <laughs> um, I personally think he could have won another on 2020 with Cassius Winston and everything. Do you think he can get another one with the transfer portal and the way college basketball is right mm -hmm. now? Mm -hmm. I think so. Uh, Mo talked a little bit about that on stage, talked about um, the transfer portal and guys getting an opportunity, you know, especially, I mean, who wouldn't want to come and play with Coach Izzo and have a chance to win a national championship? You know, they said it's what? 1,100 kids uh, in the transfer portal right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I think that's where we at with that. Yeah, and, 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 and then piggyback off of that, it's a new game. You know, this yeah. transfer portal. I mean, Mel Tucker has had success with it in football. And how. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, like, why not? You know, I mean, even some of these teams, North Carolina, one of their main players was in Oklahoma last year. So, right. um, it's a new game. But Coach Izzo, for sure, um, everybody in college basketball – Trust me, the coaches that he coached against, they know they hate to play against them. You know, anytime Coach Izzo put a team out on the floor, they got a chance to win that game. I don't care if that's a regular season game, it's in the Final Four. I know a lot of teams were happy to see him go out against Duke because you don't want to <laughs> face a Tom Izzo team in the NCAA tournament. So, uh, to answer your question, I definitely think he has a shot to win another national championship. You had to bring it up, Mateen, against Duke up five. With five to go. Mm. Whatever. Let's think of the Whatever. last Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one it's previous is hurt, more right? fun. Yeah, uh, uh, in closing, you guys are getting your way. I know you guys have been working for a while. Um, college athletics has been making a lot of money for a lot of years. It's changed name, image, and likeness. A couple of guys that contributed to your programs that you did, <laughs> you'd be worth <laughs> – why do you have to bring that yeah. up? Well, I, 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 I it, 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 just make my stomach hurt. <laughs> oh. I mean, your thoughts on it, because you say it is a changing game, and, and there's a lot of folks under the impression that some top-shelf coaches are going to pull the ripcord because of the transfer portal, because name, image, and likeness, and that may get out of hand. It may not. I don't know. But is there a bad feeling about that, Mo? I don't think it's bad because I, I remember being a struggling <laughs> college student, you know, um, trying to, you know, put out piece outfits together or wearing my sweatsuit, one sweatsuit for the whole month. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So I'm all for it. I, I, love, I love to see it. I love right. to see guys, especially not a lot of guys get to make it in the NBA. Some guys need to be set up for the rest of their lives to have a couple hundred thousand or a million or, or whatever it is, right. you know, to be set up for the rest of their life. And that, I, I, I think that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. I'm just saying a, a potential bad thing, Mateen, before we get your response to as long as programs play by the rules. Yeah, and well, you had programs that weren't playing by the rules when they were the other, <laughs> when they're the other way. You True know? enough. Yeah, True so, enough. I mean, whatever you do, it's, it's – there's. I mean, it could go either way. But I yeah. do like the fact that um, these kids can make money because there's money being made. Sure. And that's the thing. Now, if there wasn't money being made, I don't have a problem with you to go on to school and you just play, earn your scholarship. But there's billions of dollars being made that a lot of people didn't know. Okay, now the cat is out the bag now. 
there's a lot of money being made. So why can't these kids uh, make money off their likeness? You know, people, right. heck, like he said, we struggle to to eat and, you know, certain things like that. And we look in the crowd and everybody got our jerseys on, you know, and, they, <laughs> and they're selling them for that's, $99. That's you know? Yeah, so um, I'm glad to be honest, but it, it can get a little iffy and tricky. And, and there, there are going to be some people that bend the rules. Mm-hmm. But um, it, like I said, there are people that bend in the rules before that anyway. Right. Just last question. Does the name Michigan Wolverine just elicit just that still you, you can't stand them, right? Still. At all. <laughs> At all. And we, got, I, we got great friends that went to Michigan. I mean, you know, he's real close with Jalen Rose. I'm very close with Chris Webber. Chris Webber was in my wedding, you know, with along right. with all the rest of the – Flint guys, but I don't like them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, 52 no. points. That's what we beat them by the last time yeah, I played. So. Exactly. And you remember that just like it oh, happened yeah, like yesterday. It was yesterday. And you know what? I'm sorry, Mo. I got to apologize because you should have had 30 assists <laughs> that game. <laughs> you broke the record with 24 or something like that? 20? 20, uh, I think 20. 20 I, yeah. I missed like seven shots. <laughs> for real, that I should have made. So well, my bad. And listen, Paj just said it because there's a lot of bad passes I threw and you made, it, made me look good. So we, we even. We 30 seconds left, fellas. Who's cutting down the nets tonight? Mateen, you go. Kansas, baby. Kansas, they're deeper. Mo? Kansas. Kansas. North Carolina's luck's run out, huh? Yeah, they, they, it was a dog fight. I think they're going to be a little yeah. tired. They, I was talking earlier when we played um, uh, Duke. Duke. That helped UConn because we beat them up physically in 99. Oh, yeah. And UConn, Duke looked a half a step slow. So I think that's going to hurt Carolina tonight. Mo, thank you so much for stopping by. Much appreciated, my friend. Thank you. Martin? See yes, you again sir. very soon. Hey? Thank you, guys. Thank you, you so much. You have some new sweatsuits on now. <laughs> 22 years ago, they were cutting down the nets with oh, yeah. Tom Izzo and the Michigan State Spartans knocking off Florida for the national championship. Mo Peterson, Mateen Cleave spending time with us here on the WJR Sportsbook. Welcome back to Sportsbook on WJR. Direct from the new Ascend Sportsbook inside the Soaring Eagle Casino. Once again from Ascend Sportsbook inside Soaring Eagle Casino, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. And once again, we are so very proud to have Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort as our presenting sponsor for the WJR Sportsbook. And by golly, that's exactly where we are. Big goings going on here as Ascend, the sportsbook, the beautiful sportsbook, Jamie, is now open for business. I have already gone in there and placed a bet. Did well, you? Yes. On tonight's game? On tonight's game. Ooh. That third voice you're hearing belongs to the lady of the hour, CeCe Griffiths, director of iGaming and sports betting operations here at Soaring Eagle. It has been quite a stretch of time for you, hasn't it, it CeCe? Has. It has, yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, 2018, we opened the Ascend, right? And right. we had the vision, always knowing that someday we would open the sports book and someday we will have a sports betting window inside the Ascend. That was 2018, and here we are. 2022 with our new sports book open and ready for business. How uh, big was the sigh of relief at the ribbon cutting today? <laughs> it was a, well, actually, you know, I'll tell you a little secret. We actually turned on these sports betting kiosks March 31st. So we turned them on and people were able to start making their sports bets. Right. As soon as that day came, it was actually a sigh of relief for me because it was like, ah, Finally, they're on. <laughs> so we, when, when these kiosks were getting delivered, you know, down at the, um, at the loading dock here, and that was, 
at the beginning of this month, or the March 11th, actually, is when, right. when they were delivered. And it was amazing because we had about 25 of our team members here at Soaring Eagle. We had slot department, we had security, we had surveillance, we had the gaming uh commission we had um, the compliance officers we were all lined up ready to accept these beautiful sports betting kiosks and i actually took a couple of pictures i was able to um, help with cutting open the seal because the the truck has to come all sealed up and stuff because these are these are gaming units right sure. so uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the process is you you they they get delivered and they they're sealed with this red tape and so as soon as the gaming commissioner or the compliance officer sees that, yes, the numbers match, the, the seal has not been broken, so you're free to go ahead and unlock it. So that's what I did. I was able to, like, unlock the door. <laughs> and I was like, look. <laughs> it's awesome. There are a lot of the machines, but there's also a live person. You can place your bet. That's right. There's a beautiful bar. There's a million TVs. This yeah. was your vision come to life. Not mine personally. But it was collectively, it, collectively. <laughs> your vision. Yes, it was collectively. And there's more to it, right? Someday we're going to have it on our phones. That is right. Yes, yeah, someday, like right around the corner. And that will be another beautiful day. <laughs> You'll cry that day as well. I, yes, because and that, that's been another, um, you know, ambitious project that that soaring eagle has had for the last couple of years actually i know i don't know if you've known that michigan uh started with their online uh, casinos and sports you know a couple of years ago actually and uh so we knew prior to michigan allowing that and bringing it into law that we were going to pursue that so before michigan brought it into law we were coming together at a table deciding how we're going to do this and what we're going to do. You know, we went through many, many other um, third-party companies, and there were, there were a lot of conversations that were happening leading up right, to. Right. And finally, I am happy to say we are, we are like 95% there. Nine, I'm going to say 99% there. So we are Wonderful. so close to getting that online casino launched here. We're targeting the mid-April. So I know everybody's hearing late spring or later this spring, but it's actually just right around the corner in, well, a couple, in a couple of weeks. Cece, let's make a deal right now. When the app is up and running, you get in touch with me and Jamie. We will have you on. We will promote the you-know-what out of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are so very happy uh, that you're on our side. You're going to promote the hoo-ha out of it. That's what well I'm said, cool. Cece. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Thank you very much for everything. Yes, thank you for being here. It was a it was a pleasure to to have you here and and have conversations with you. And um, again, you know, for any listeners out there that would like to come and check out the Ascend, you're you're more than welcome to come and check it out. And I'm I'm sure that you'll be wowed because that's that's what we're here for. We're we're here for the wow factor. Drive no is easy from Metro Detroit. The drive rooms is are easy. beautiful, and it's it well worth whatever drive you have because it is a beautiful beautiful room. Cece, thank you so much. Thank Continued you. success. Yes, thank you. All right, Cece Griffiths, Director of iGaming and Sports Betting Operations here at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Partner, I don't know where the time goes. It's just so fun. It's just crazy. I liked having these national champions on tonight. That was really fun. Yeah, uh, Mateen and Mo, uh, they're, they're, they're joined at the hip forever. It's a, it's a great story, being the Flintstones that they are. Yep. Uh, we do have time to pace, uh, place a personal wager amongst ourselves if you're interested. Okay. 
Who you got tonight? Kansas. See, but I want Kansas, but you probably do too. No, I don't. Okay. I no. Want, I want Kansas and the points. I'm going with Hubert Davis. I think his Cinderella story continues, and they will become just the second eight seed to win it all. What do you think of that? Okay. I'll take that bet. Where do we stand? Does anybody know? Let's start fresh from the Ascend. Okay. <laughs> right now. Deal. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Nick Roddy. Thank you, uh, Ray Templin, for being with us. Jeff and Ava, thank you very much to everyone and you for listening to WJR.